This is the Architecture and Innovation Podcast by Syraclad, featuring one-on-one interviews with designers, contractors, city managers, and civic leaders, as well as thought leaders committed to sustainability, innovation, and solutions that are attractive, affordable, and create healthy living environments. Our podcast eliminates the challenges, breakthroughs, and proven solutions brought to industries, organizations, and our communities. The Architecture and Innovation Podcast is underwritten by Syraclad. The Syraclad Rainscreen Fiber Cement Siding System, a proven track record of performance in Japan for nearly 40 years. Zero chemicals, triple coated and factory finished color layering. The ceramic and photocatalytic coat provides 365 day self-cleaning and a 20 year fade limited warning. This high performance siding system serves as an honored innovation with parent company Panasonic and Kubota. For more information, please visit Syraclad.com. For our guest today, we're uh, really honored and excited to welcome Adam Kushner. Adam is the founding principal of Kushner Studios, an architecture and design practice. His design background stems from his formal education at, how would you say that, Adam, Rensselaer? Rensselaer. Rensselaer and Cornell University. As a design studio instructor at Cornell, his interest in teaching was nourished and he remains close to academia. For more information, feel free to visit his website and their website at kushnerstudios.com. That's kushnerstudios.com. Adam, welcome to your show. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Thank you. Adam, um, what quote or if, if there's a quote or mantra or, or even a prayer that, uh, that matters or means much to you that... Um, you leverage or once in a while it pops up in personal or professional life? That's a good question. I mean, you, uh, a prayer. I don't know if this is all three of those, a prayer, a mantra. <laughs> Maybe this is a little bit of everything. But um, for as long as I could remember, and this might go back to 50 of my 60 years on Earth, I've always said I want to leave the world better than when I arrived in it. I'm not unique. I'm not the guy who invented that. And I've, I've heard variations of that requoted over the decades. But it's kind of how I wake up and what I start my day with. At what point did you think that that really meant a lot to you? As a child, teenager? For some week? reason, I've had this feeling of manifest destiny since I was a child. I don't know why I had it. I don't know where it stems from. I mean, who knows these things? Um, but I just feel like I wanted a purposeful reason for being on this planet. And um, that seemed to be a nice little nifty catchphrase that encompasses all those ideas into one abstract thought. Now, Adam, I noticed on your website, it's one of my favorites of all architects. Yeah. Really. And I'll tell you why. It not only is a... It, grabs your attention, but it makes me want to stay and look and see what you've done and what you're doing. Is that by design or uh, what, what made you do that level of, I'll use a uh, catchphrase, branding, so to speak, or just to be interesting. It really is a really dynamic site, whether it was architecture or anything else. I'm just really curious as to what made you put that whole site together the way it is. It's just so alive. I think what I'll say is that I'm a native of New York City. 
I was born in, the, in Manhattan. I'm, I feel like whether that gives me some sense of entitlement or not, I'll leave that to others to criticize me on. But I love being a New Yorker. I love my parents are New Yorkers. And so when you open our website, you definitely get a sense of New York City. We are part of the city. And I think my goal, if I could stand on all the shoulders of the people who came before me, is to leave not only the world in a little better place, but maybe leave the city specifically, which is the home, my home, and where I could perhaps have the most influence better than when I was born into it. So it's a reflection of New York City, among other things that we're trying to achieve. It's a reflection of New York City, but again, this is my opinion on that. There's a um, an aliveness to it. How would you describe, is that part of your culture at uh, your firm? I'd like to think so. Um, okay. I think the dynamism that maybe you're seeing and, and you're asking me to reflect upon is born of the energy of this town. I mean, um, again, I, I don't know whether it's just so intuitive. I, I, I know I'm myopic. I can no longer see it. But I feel like I'm a creature of this city. I'm the output of this city. I've been influenced my entire life by this town. So uh, it sort of feels naturally uh, a natural progression that our website would reflect the very same attitudes that we have as an office, uh, which I hope is an outgrowth of our being in this city for six decades. How about the range, if you will? Speak to the range. I don't know if you've been asked this question, but there's a, a range of your work and your uh, art. I call it art. Is that by design as well to be able to have that level of range? It is. I mean, that, that is a good question. I don't think I've been asked that. But early on, again, whether it was a young, a young man trying to make his way in the world when I first launched this company uh, uh, almost four decades ago, uh, it was a conscious decision to not, to not, um, to not specifically choose a, a project type uh, a genre to focus on. And I think we became generalists. Now, is that a, is that a, you know, sometimes you control your destiny and, and most times destiny controls you. But I felt that by not selecting, say, residential, commercial, institutional, just be open to everything that came in the door. Don't turn away anything. Of course, that's born out of practicalities. I was, you know, a young architect with no one working for me. You take everything you can. Those are the salad years. But look what happens. In New York, you do it once, you're very good. You do it twice, you're an expert. And so we took everything once. Um, and look what's happened. We now do an incredible range of projects. I mean, clearly there are projects I get much more enjoyment out of personally. I have much more personal satisfaction than others. Um, but we are now like, for whatever reason, we are now like the premier brewery and distiller architects in New York City. I mean, who, who could have chosen that, you know? But we fell into one once, we did it twice. And like I said, we're the experts. I think we've done 30, 35% of the breweries and distilleries in New York City. I mean, residential, you know, you start out with a small apartment. Funny thing, 
my first residential design of any scale was a window replacement job uh, of a building in uh, Murray Hill. And another client came in and he wanted me to take over a new building project that he was unhappy with his architect on. And he said, have you done this before? And I, I, I would never lie. I don't lie. I pointed to the building with the window replacements and I said, well, we just finished this job. And he said, good enough for us. So I ended up being the architect of a new building. I took over another architect's work, which isn't glamorous, but again, second year of my, you know, working in working as a young architect. And then I finished that building. And then someone would ask me, have you done a new building? I absolutely have. And what happens 40 years later, we're doing new buildings out of the ground, new construction, which is again, something I'm very enthusiastic of. I think housing is a problem. I love the problem of housing. And I love the fact that we've been given the, op- we've been given the opportunity to, to do that rare thing in New York, which is build a new you know, design. And in some cases build a new building. So I hope that I hope that answered your. We started yes, about five d- minutes definitely. ago with the question about variety. <laughs> so you know we do gymnasiums, we do uh, a lot of industrial work. Like I said, we're breweries, but also and we do hospitality. We must have done forty restaurants over the course of the last uh, thirty-five years or so, and residential of all shapes and sizes, single-family townhouses. We do out-of-the-ground new buildings. We do gut renovations. We do apartment, big apartment renovations. And it's, it's rewarding. It's rewarding. So it's taken a while to get to this point, but I like coming to work every day. Speaking of that, like to coming to work every day, how important is curiosity to you? Uh, it's everything. Um, I, I, I'm a weird person in a very small way, which I'll share with you and, and your audience. For the last 22 years or so, I give myself a challenge that every day I would do something unique for that year. Uh, it's rain, and I, I set this task out for myself at the beginning of every year. So December 31st, I say goodbye to my old challenge and I begin a new one. It's ranged from the physical, I've uh, done something as silly as push-ups every day, to the intellectual, I studied Italian every day. This year, I mean, just it's a funny thing to say this, but I said every day I'm going to be curious And so every day I choose something to be curious about. And whether that is uh, I discover a new place and I I inquire about it, I eat some food that I haven't had before, but curiosity is everything. And, you know, there was a great, uh, there's a great autobiography, excuse me, it's not an autobiography, a great biography by Walter Isaacson, who talked about Leonardo da Vinci. And that was one of his greatest points, is that the man was curious, and he was such an ex, uh, extraordinary polymath. And I think that, uh, look, I'm not comparing myself to the, to the, one of the greatest <laughs> figures of Newman history, but I love the fact that he centered most of what he did about just the idea of what you raised, being curious. Wow. You're listening to the Architecture and Innovation Podcast. We're talking today with Adam Kushner, the founding principal of Kushner Studios, an architecture and design practice. For more information, 
please visit their website at kushnerstudios.com. Adam, <laughs> this is what I'm gathering from our interview so far here is why is a why is it important to be that complete to you maybe it's too heady of a question but but it seems to me not just as a professional but personally it really matters to you to be that kind of complete as a person is there a uh, maybe again you haven't been asked this question and I, and I definitely didn't prepare for it but but it it's it's led up to that and i'm curious to hear your completeness uh, i mean you know response. nishi talks about the ubermensch right i mean that was uh Grad school 101, I suppose. But I mean, I wasn't really setting out to take this course. But I, part of it is just, look, life is a short experience. I want to do everything. I want to embrace everything there is, that, that we could do in this short time here. And it is it's not too abstract to say that. I mean, I, something I'll share, which, which you didn't mention, but I think it's important to know a little bit about how I think about things, is that Christian Studios was my first love. Uh, but I have a sub, I have a few mistresses and, um, they all seem to get along with each other. So, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a Mormon, but, um, I, I could appreciate sort of the thinking there. So one of the things I want to say is that I have a few organizations. I have a general construction firm, which is why I had mentioned briefly, like not only did I design, but I actually built, uh, uh one of my new residential buildings and, We've done, we've done this quite a few times. I have a general construction firm. I have a, uh, a new, a relatively new, a development firm. I have a, uh, a 3D printing firm, which actually I'm very, very uh, uh, bullish on. And um, not, I, I'm sorry, when I say 3D printing, I don't mean like models, 3D printing, tabletop stuff. We're 3D printing buildings oh. in concrete. And... Again, what's all this about? So I, I've always, since I found architecture as a passion, I quickly, quickly knew in my first couple of years as being an architect, uh, there's more to the field than just this idea of drawings and sending it out into the world and then waiting for that building to, 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 to appear. I mean, there's more to the process. And I've always felt like as a person in the center of it, the orchestra leader, I should really know how to play the violin, the cello, the tuba, and the percussion section. And so that's what I've done. So I have these four organizations um, that center around, I suppose architecture could be the orchestra person, but that is the sense of completeness that I've always wanted to do. And I feel like if I'm going to leave the world anything, maybe it's the sense that architecture is much more than handing off drawings and then watching that come into being. I think it really is something that you have to smell, you have to taste, you have to get involved in, you get your fingers dirty, you get, you know, you're, you're neck deep in the stuff. And um, so these four companies are meant to be part and parcel of the overarching idea, which is we can affect change, but it's more than just this one person. We could do all of that. The outcome, is I'm exhausted. <laughs> I, I'm tired. It's hard to do all of those things. And I'm very, very, very sensitive to the that, that proverb of being the um, jack of all trades and master of none. So to that end, I've got great partners um, in all of these endeavors. 
I rely and count on and trust my partners. And that's, and that's something else we could explore at some other time, perhaps. But yes, I've always wanted to be not sort of pigeonholed into one thing, one idea, or even one title. And so this is where my, my trajectory has taken me. I'll segue from that with uh, another one that I didn't think of asking until now is legacy. How either important or does it matter to you to have a legacy of your entire work? And and what would that le- legacy be if you kind of stood out like the old Grinch? Not that you're a Grinch, of course, but but you stood away and looked at it from a uh, the 30,000 feet or from a uh, – it's a bit ethereal, the question I'm asking you. But just in the future, like, you know, how would you like to look at all of this? Is What Adam accomplished while he was a human being? If I told you I wasn't thinking about that almost every day, I would be lying to you. Uh you know, there's a, in some Buddhist way, uh, all this is temporary. None of this is important. Everything is, is here for a moment and then it's all gone. Um, I was unfortunately born with an ego and I don't have that pure <laughs> Buddhist unfortunately. sensibility. Okay. <laughs> I think I'd like to be. And, uh, you know, all misery comes from attachment. Another little. Sure. Buddhist saying, and I feel that it's not—it's not a too abstract a question. I mean, I'm, I I truly think about that. <clears throat> what is the point of all this? Well, if I'm if I set out 40, 50 years ago to say I want to leave the world better, it does imply that I'm going to leave something. Now, what is that thing? I don't know what that is. Maybe it'll be an idea. Maybe it'll be this concept of uh, this holistic umbrella of of changing the way we look at architecture. I hope so. I hope so. That maybe in my small way, I could say, look, architecture was always more than just this. The idea of this 3D printing company, um, uh, which is Madco 3D, uh, which is about five or six years old, um, it's a new process that didn't exist before. And I happen to be with my partners on the forefront of that process where we it changes the paradigm completely. I mean, we don't, we're not even going to think about building the same way as before. It changes what an architect could be. It changes what a definition of a contractor is. It changes everything. If I could stand on the shoulders of those who came before me, and there aren't many because it's not that old an idea, I would say I've done something important and I've left something behind. I think about my legacy way more than I deserve to, way more than I should. And, and to my detriment, way more than I'll probably ever accomplish. It's the folly of being a person, right? We all have our, you know, at least, at least I know mine. So for whatever that's worth. <laughs> it's worth a lot. You're listening to the Architecture and Innovation Podcast. Our uh, public service acknowledgement for Adam Kushner's show today is for Open House New York. Open House New York promotes broad, unparalleled access to the city, to the places, people, projects, systems, and ideas that define New York and its future. Through their uh, year-round programming, including the annual OHNY Weekend Festival, the OHNY offers a citywide platform for education, exploration, and engagement about the connections between the quality of place and quality of life. 
for all of New Yorkers. For more information, feel free to visit their website at ohny.org. We're talking today with Adam Kushner, the founding principal of Kushner Studios, an architecture and design practice. You can find them on the web at kushnerstudios.com. Adam, I heard this uh, quote that I think is uh, definitely relevant to our conversation uh, moment, uh, moments ago. And I don't know who said it, but I, I really like it. And uh, I said it early this morning, and I can't remember why I thought of it, but it's now appropriate. It's, a place does not bring one honor. One brings honor to a place. What's your thought about that as an architect, as a person? Could you repeat it? I feel like I'm in a spelling. Certainly. Could, could I have that in a sentence? And, uh, <laughs> okay. A I've place, never heard that before. A, a place does not bring one honor. One brings honor to a place. You know what? I do have something to say about that. I don't know if I agree with that. Um, there's some phenomenal uh, architects uh, who I've always been in, uh, big fans of uh, called Dilla Scofidio. Uh, they operate out of New York and they, I'm so envious of their practice and what they do and where they be and what they've become. But there was a quote that Liz Diller said that I always it stuck with me, which is that a place is inscribed socially. Uh, actually I might be riffing on what she said, but to the effect of a place is inscribed before you arrive in it. Right. And then, um, before you've ever entered it, the place already has its inscription. Now, in a way, that's exactly the opposite of sort of the quote that you raised. The other great one that I could throw in here, and we can sort of find the, the balance between all three of them, is that Winston Churchill famously said, we make our homes and thereafter they make us. So it is a balance for me to take the idea that we are the place in honor and, you know, they don't give us honor. We bring it there. It's certainly a media, a mediative experience. I mean, what is my role as an architect? What do I do for a living? What am I trying to do? My, the best I could hope to do. And I think about this when I design my spaces is to provide an armature for people to hang their lives within. I don't tell, I'm not trying to tell people how to live but I want to give them a direction and I wanted them to be able to live their lives within my armature. Now there is in, in saying that, so it's a, it's a duality. It's an experience, a, a yin and yang, a back and forth, right? One has to exist, you know, absence of light is only seen in the presence of dark and all of those op opposing forces. Um, that's what I believe architecture is really about. We, we truly, I believe my job as an architect is to provide the possibilities for a superlative experience or something that had not been conceived before. I feel like there are three types, three levels of architecture, right? There's construction, which I do construction, so I'm not trying to put it down. But that is sort of building something without really thought about its values. It's the act, the physical act of bringing into being something that has been thought about. The second level, which is the more expected level, is to reflect current values and norms. We do it every day, and probably it's subconscious and subliminal. 
but that's what most architects practice. We, we, we design a, a store and we know the front door is where you walk in. We know when you see a bank, uh, a high table with a box on it, that's where you pay for your goods. We see a rack of clothing. We know we're allowed to go over and take it off the rack. It, that architecture is based on a socially understood series of constructs and accepted relationships. However, a superlative architect, one who I feel really, you know, the, the, the highest level is to set a direction that maybe hadn't been conceived before, to, to forge ahead in, in an idea that you feel is a better way of reflecting values, cultural ideas, uh, even politics, right? I mean, if you walked into that, uh, if you walked into that same store and it was absolutely empty except for one coat hanging on a, on a, you know, rod, a hook in the middle of the store with no way of paying, you'd experience that same act differently for better or worse. Maybe your mind is clearer. Maybe you make a very simple decision, right? I, I made the decision as an architect uh, to say, everything else is noise. Let's just, you have a choice. You would like this one thing or not, focus on it. Don't worry about the architecture. It could be a white box, right? So those are architectonic decisions that I want to bring. So for me, the best and highest use of architecture is to propose, to make a proposition that had not existed before with the client who pays for all this acceptance. Now, taking into account what you, you started with, I think you can bring honor to that person or as well as that, that person bringing honor to the space. In my scenario, you have the one thing, the one garment sitting in the middle of a room. If I'm from a culture that doesn't value sort of that minimalist attitude, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be happy, right? I'm going to leave upset. My hope is that I haven't been too overpowering. I'm hoping that I provided a, a view towards a direction that maybe someone hasn't considered before. And I don't want to be oppressive to that decision, but I also want to, um, I'm hoping that I've given an inspiration for choosing a positive direction that maybe they hadn't considered before, not at their expense of making them leave feeling upset and unhappy. Now, of course, that's a very specific example, but I hope mm -hmm. it sort of resonates on a general level with, with what you brought to me, that quote that you brought to me. Oh, well, well said, well thought out, especially the spare of the moment. What would you like to share, Adam, that we haven't discussed on uh, your show today? Is there anything that, comes to mind, comes to heart? What gets me up in the morning, really, these days, is I have some beautiful projects that are new buildings that I'm very excited by. I think I, I'm able to, after 40 years of, of dealing in this industry, which has its highs and has its lows, where I, I feel that um, I'm very bullish on what architecture can do. Uh, that's sort of you know my architectural practice. On my... Uh, on my, this 3D printing company side, I'm very bullish that, wow, for the first time in 40 years, I'm getting to the root of something and actually offering the possibility of changing a paradigm. I mean, really, imagine any person could press a button and print a house themselves. I mean, I may be putting my, my profession out of a, you know, maybe architecture, I'll put you out of business. But 
is for the better of humanity. And I'm, I'm bullish that I'm even thinking about finally achieving that goal that I had when I was 10 years old of maybe leaving the world better than when I had arrived in it. Excellent. Well, Adam, wonderful interview. I'm really honored to have met you at least digitally uh, sometime, hopefully in the future in person as well. And I'd love to, for, to have you on an, uh, a show, the show again, if you're, uh, if you're interested, I think there's much we can discuss. Listen, I, anytime you have 20 minutes to spare, give, anytime you have 20 minutes to spare, give me a call. I'll, I'll, I'll be here. <laughs> Thank you very much. Adam. You've been listening to the architecture and innovation podcast. Our show is, uh, with, with Adam Kushner, the founding principal of Kushner Studios, an architecture and design practice. For more information, feel free to visit the website at kushnerstudios.com. That's kushnerstudios.com. The executive producer and host of the Architecture and Innovation Podcast is yours truly, Tom Dioro, and our chief audio engineer is Eris Chakopoulos. We look forward to you joining us again next time, and thank you for listening. Cereclad is a high-performance fiber cement siding system in one size with triple coat technology and 365 days of self-cleaning, along with a 20-year fade limited warranty. Cereclad also offers hundreds of design options. For more information, feel free to visit cereclad.com.